Are you in search of your perfect cup of coffee at home? Do you crave a fresh cup of joe from the comfort of your own kitchen? Well, look no further because Black Sun Coffee is here to help. The medium roast from Black Sun Coffee features notes of Brazil nut, grapefruit, and oak. The freshness is guaranteed to start your day off right. Go to blacksuncoffee.com, that's B-L-V-C-K, and use the promo code CONFIDENCE20 for 20% off your next purchase. I'm Leah Shaw, and welcome to The Confidence Factor. The whole reason why I wanted to do this podcast is that I believe so strongly in the power of the story and in the art of storytelling. To me, a large part of being confident is being able to own your story, the highs and the lows, the smooth road and the bumpy terrain, the successes and the failures. And then once you can own your story, learning how to strategize it and use it to benefit you and to bless other people. That is exactly what the first guest on The Confidence Factor does, and that's just one of many, many reasons why she's one of my favorite people. She teaches us how it's possible to be brave and scared at the same time, because that's the foundation of her story. So when the thought first hit me to do a podcast, I knew two things for sure. Number one, it was going to be about confidence. Number two, today's guest had to be my first guest. Professionally, she is a diversity consultant who specializes in conscious inclusion, multicultural awareness, and diversity training. Personally, she is one of my favorite people. She is a mother an artist, an entrepreneur, a wearer of crimson and cream. And honestly, when I think about confidence and authenticity, she is one of the very first people that come to mind. She holds a BA from Indiana University, an MA from Ball State University, and an EDD from the University of Mississippi. Please welcome my very first guest to The Confidence Factor, the one, the only, Dr. Alex White. What am I gonna do with you, Dr. Shepard? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, that was one of the best introductions I have ever had. Oh. I appreciate you. I love you. Um, thank you for inviting me to this wonderful, wonderful podcast. And I am just happy to have this time to to spend with you and get caught up and talk about confidence. So I, I thank you. Um, and I am looking forward to this. So much appreciated. Oh, I, thank you. And the funny, we should be together. Well, maybe not now, but like last week, we should have been in California. Correct. Long Beach. Yes. But here we are. But here we so are. So this is just as good. So, yes. Yes. so I, I'm trying to think. The, I remember in terms of like, how we met and how we connected. My first recollection of you was either a con we and Alex and I go to we go to conferences together. And so it either had to be Indianapolis or Tampa. 
It was one of the two. And I just remember I went to a, you presented. I think you were still at, uh, what is that place? SIUE or whatever. SIUE Ball State. It, it was SIUE. I think you were working there. And you did a presentation. And I think maybe I was with Bianca or maybe should somebody. I don't know. But they introduced me to you. Like, that's the first time I met you. And then, no, it had to be, um, maybe it was Tampa. Because whenever I met you, then the next year, you came into the conference roommate situation. I did. But because we had so much fun. In Tampa, I think we were out. We had too much fun in Tampa. <laughs> I don't know. But either way, how we met, the universe lined up. Absolutely. Um, I believe that people come into your life um, for reasons and seasons. Mm-hmm. And you have just been one of those people that we might not talk for months. Um, but if I call you and say, Leah, I need this, or mm-hmm. Leah, hey, I'm in Ohio. Can you come see me? My sorority sister's getting married. <laughs> um, you pick up what you're doing. You stop what you're doing. You embrace me. Um, and so I think if we're going to talk about confidence, then we have to talk about confidence and sisterhood. Mm. And I appreciate you being um, one of those confident people in my sister's circle. So I don't know the details. of. I can't remember. But however it happened, I am blessed that it did happen. Likewise. So, Yes. So let's start the conversation about confidence. (laughs) All right. So my very first question, how do you define confidence? What is your personal definition? I think my personal definition um, depends on the ability to um, be brave and scared at the same time. Mm. So I usually am. I'm, I'm brave and scared at the same time. And a lot of my endeavors and presentations and meeting people and my confidence comes from having that happy balance of bravery and a little apprehension. Mm-hmm. And so when confidence for me is being able to understand a space, move in that space and understand that I might not get it right, but at least I am trying. And it comes from my life experiences. Um, messing up and falling down and um, being a college dropout, being a single mother, being a domestic violence survivor, being an educator, um, being in a sorority, uh, being a politician. And so all of those life experiences um, has provided me with confidence um, to navigate any situation that I'm in. Now, I just want to let people know that Guests on this podcast have not seen the question list, but somehow Alex has started to answer my second question. So (laughs) we're going to just go into that a little deeper Um, in terms of your story and your journey and how your path has led you to that definition of confidence, um, finding kind of the the balance uh, between bravery and apprehension. So what, what's the story? How'd you get there? Um, I am a product of the South side of Chicago. I have five brothers. Um, I have lived an interesting life. One of my favorite poems is by Robert Frost, which is the road 
less traveled and I have taken the road sometime that has been less traveled and that might have been a little bit harder, but it has made all the difference, which is the line in the, in the point. And so, um, uh, you know, uh, being a college dropout, partying too much, drinking too much in an abusive relationship. Um, and so realizing my failure, um, being ashamed of being a college dropout and being a single mother and learning the power in my story mm-hmm. propelled me to have confidence to tell my story, which has prepared me and propelled me um, to live uh, my truth. And my truth right now is I help people get back into college. I talk to people who have dropped out of college. I talk to domestic violence uh, survivors. And in between that, um, my confidence comes in being a mother and a caregiver. Mm. Um, I not only had custody of my brothers, um, but I also was a single mom. So I had three people that I was responsible for, my daughter plus my brothers. Mm. And so with that comes some confidence and it also comes some mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so with confidence, um, I'm able to say my mistakes and let people know that I am not perfect and grow from those experiences. And so that is just some of my story. And mm-hmm. um, being a mother has been very, very near and dear to me. And so one of those reasons, working in higher education, working in different universities and different cities. And sometimes it just being me and my daughter, I had to have the confidence to reach out and find the babysitter Mm. or find someone to um, pick my daughter up when I couldn't get out of a meeting. The confidence to just say, you know what, I can't get out of bed this morning. Um, Can someone help me? Um, And so I created one of the largest online communities for mothers who work on college campuses because our stories are different. Mm-hmm. Um, not only are we mothers, but we also mother a lot of students. Absolutely. We mother, um, we protect and care for people's children when they are away from home. And so our story and our lived experiences are different. And so I had the confidence to create that. And I wanted other people to share their stories. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you, I mean, I've been a member of Sam's for about a year now um, when you threw me the the ribbon and the pen and said, welcome to Sam's um, last year in Nashville. Um, but I cannot tell you how helpful mm-hmm. that community has been to me, even if I'm not sharing, just reading um, what people are sharing and reading how people are responding has been so um, comforting to me. So thank you for uh, creating that space for people to share and for people to lean on each other. Um, It's been very valuable to me and my growth in this motherhood journey. That is one of my um, favorite things for being online Mm -hmm. Um, because the the shared experience for mothers working on college campus during a pandemic. Oh man. Mm -hmm. I mean, the stories, the threads, the comments, um, you know, presidents of universities that have children and they're trying to wonder, do they do they allow other children to come to their campuses? Mm-hmm. Um, so SAM stands for Student Affairs Moms. Um, it is an acronym and it is a wonderful community of close to 8,000 uh, mothers, people who identify as mothers, 
um, just sharing their stories and gaining confidence mm-hmm. in their stories. Absolutely. So actually going back to a part of your story, what would you say gave you the confidence or the motivation to go from when you look at your story and look at your journey, you went from a college dropout to having the ultimate degree or, or terminal degree, which a very, very small percentage of people actually hold. And so what gave you the confidence to not only go back um, to school to finish your bachelor's degree, but then to keep going? Um, poverty. Mm. Um, just <laughs> poverty. If I, I knew that if I wanted to end generational poverty um, in my family, then education was my way out. Mm-hmm. I'm not an athlete. I was not going to be in the WNBA. Mm. Um, I was not going to be a YouTube sensation. Um, so education was my way out. And um, what triggered me was not getting a job. As a college dropout, I um, became employed at a bank mm-hmm. And I was really, really good at my job. I had a large pipeline, um, loan pipeline. I had one of the best customer service um, um, percentages. And a position came open at the bank. And um, I applied for it. And I was one of the best candidates. And I went in. I love to get it. I went into the office and I'm thinking they're going to give me the job. I had been working there. And I had just gotten custody of my brothers. And so I wanted that extra income. Mm -hmm. And I walked into the room. I was very confident that I was going to get the job. Mm -hmm. And the person said, Alex, we love you here at the bank. You are one of our best employees. Um, You, you interviewed well, your numbers are great for the, for the position. However, you do not have a college degree. And I said, well, that wasn't one of the requirements. Mm -hmm. And she said, yes, we know. But we will be changing the job description and we want someone in that position to hold a bachelor's. And I remember feeling so small Mm -hmm. at that. Very, very small. And I was secretly cursing her out in my head. I'm sure you were. And but something told me to be still. And I said, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. And then she did the whole, you know, you know, the sandwich method, tell you something good, tell you something bad. And then we're going to end with something good. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. But when I went home, that was my motivation for, I've got to go back to school. Mm -hmm. I've got to go back to school. And so that day that I did not get that job was the best day of my life. Because I went to the um, office um, at Indiana University, told them my story, told them what happened. They admitted me on a probationary status. I got in. I went back to that same lady and said, "Um, I am going back to school to get my bachelor's. And I will never forget what she said, Leah. She says, Alex. I just don't think that's a good idea for you to go back and get your bachelor's. You know, you just got custody of your brothers. You're a single mom. You know, everybody has their degrees. 
And I said, I want to be one of those people that has a degree. Mm. I said, um, I would like to work on um, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And I will be going to class on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. And I had enough confidence to tell her, please let me know if you can accommodate my schedule or I can send in my resignation um, right now. Oh, no, 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 Alex. We, 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 we love you here. We're family. Um, and so that is how I enrolled at Indiana University mm-hmm. to finish my bachelor's degree. Yeah. That is my story. And everything else um, is history. I uh, went back to school. I was usually the only person in the, in the classroom with the kid. I was more than likely the only the oldest person. Mm-hmm. Um, my confidence was often um, tested because I was the oldest person and felt out of place mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, but I made it through. Mm-hmm. I found my people. I found um, professors who would, you know, hold my daughter or welcome me into their classroom mm-hmm. with my stroller. Um, and so I appreciated that. And and every day. It was, I've got to get up. I've got to get up. I've got, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do. And so my confidence built every semester. Mm-hmm. I can do this. And I, I graduated. I got my master's and um, waited a couple of years and got my doctorate. Mm-hmm. So it's not, a, it's not something that you get overnight. As I said earlier, it's about your lived experiences. Mm-hmm. This isn't a question on the page, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Um, how has, you know, your your daughter's 16? 16. Okay, that's what I thought. So, I mean, she's grown with you. She has. As you've she grown, has. she's grown. And so how has watching you <laughs> impacted her as she grows and develops her own sense of confidence? And so I am very keen on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a young girl of color, she's, you know, she's seen Instagram models and she's seen lots of plastic surgeries and all these feet filters that make you make your face look different. Mm-hmm. And so I'm constantly telling her every time I see her um, when she walks down the stairs, I say, hey, pretty girl, um, you're my favorite child. She's my <laughs> only child, but I always tell her she's my favorite child. Mm-hmm. Um And I'm always telling her how pretty she is, how smart she Mm -hmm. is. Um, She is a quiet leader. She does have her dad's personality. And I told her, you do not have to be like your mom to be confident. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we we talked through that, that there is confidence and um, there is a quiet confidence. um, And there is strength in silence. Mm -hmm. And so she's a little bit um, more quiet than I. Um, but I work on that in in that regard, making sure she knows that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your confidence factor? What is that special thing about Alex that no one else has? But when you show up in a room, you know you got it. <laughs> what is your confidence factor? I am. I read the room, so I fundamentally believe in emotional intelligence, emotional EQ. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always reading the room. Mm. I, because I am short in stature, um, I am reading the room. I am understanding my audience. Mm-hmm. 
I am understanding my exit. So when I enter a room, I also always want to know how can I exit that room? And that's in any situation. Mm -hmm. That's in a business situation. That's in um, whether I'm meeting people for the, um, how will I enter this space and how will I exit this space? And so once I understand that about every, everything in life, Mm -hmm. um, it builds my confidence to be able to be strategic in how I work the room. Mm -hmm. And my confidence comes from, I know that there's an end to this Mm -hmm. and I know that I'm not I'm not here for a long time, but I'm here for a good time, right? <laughs> and so um, that builds my confidence in meeting people and um, sticky situations mm-hmm. and conflict and um, things that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And so understanding understanding how you start and how you exit or how you finish things also is an aspect of my com- my confidence um, factor is reading the room and understanding how things start. And yes, they will end mm-hmm. some kind of way. I, I love that because I think we do focus a lot on how you enter a room and how you take mm-hmm. up space, but we don't talk about how you leave oh. it. Oh, I'm always thinking how am I going to leave this space? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who, who, do, who, who do I need to speak to before I leave this space? Mm-hmm. How will I leave this space abruptly? Will I make a, a an announcement? Um, will I bring people with me? Um, what have I left in this space? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is in any of my entrepreneur um, endeavors. That's in any business. Mm-hmm. If you're going to start a business, you also have to think about how you're going to exit a business. Mm-hmm. And that is how I maneuver through different spaces. Mm, I love that. Can you uh, think of a moment when this confidence factor was on full display when it was shining so this is a moment to brag on yourself just so we're clear um it's like because you know not everyone can read a room properly Mm. so when has it really worked for you you know i would have to say it was interesting i would have to say the 2008 presidential inauguration of president obama um i was in i can't DC. wait to hear this yes i was in dc um I've been, i i had the privilege of going to both of his inaugurations mm-hmm. but the one where having confidence um really propelled me is i was able to be confident in the situation mm-hmm. which allowed me to get into the inauguration ball um, where I was able to meet uh, Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and Roland Martin and Cheryl Lee Ralph. And the way I read the room was, okay, they're out here interviewing people. They are looking for someone who has a story. And so I walked up to, I don't know who it was, a PR, a publicist, mm-hmm. someone. And I started talking and she was like, you want to come into this inauguration ball? And I said, why sure I do? <laughs> and before it, but next thing you know, I'm in this inauguration ball with all of these people. I have all these pictures on Facebook with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and and Cheryl Lee Ralph and Roland Martin. And it all started with I see something, I know that I can do this, and let me see where it takes me. Mm. And that was one of the coolest nights ever 
um, of my life was going to be a pre-inauguration ball at the uh, at the inauguration of President Obama. So that's such a good story. I didn't know what you were going to share. I can tell you that wasn't it. <laughs> that's so good. So much fun. So I, I I was confident that night. Had to be a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of people. Um. So yeah, I was thinking that that was. A, a cool a cool display of confidence at, at that time. I love it. So mm-hmm. for my final question, mm-hmm. pick a number between one and 39. Oh, three. Of course, three. Okay. Mm-hmm. So knowing what you mm-hmm. know now and everything that you've experienced, what would you tell your three-year-old self? Oh, my three-year-old self. I was really, really spoiled mm. because I was the only girl. Um, I would, I would tell myself, you know, I was always outside playing with the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom never really had me in the kitchen doing domestic things, so I was a tomboy. And I just remember all my little three-year-old, my little pictures of. Me playing and 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 being a three year old, and you know what? I, my three year old self started with my mom saying, "Go play with the boys. Mm-hmm. Go go be outside. You don't have to be inside being domesticated." Mm-hmm. Like I like my mom could cook, but she would tell me, "Go play with your brothers. Mm-hmm. Go outside. Go." Um, and, and, and that propelled me to, my mom was like, I never want you to babysit kids. And I never understood that. Mm-hmm. She said, I'd rather you get a lemonade stand. She hmm. said, I'd, I'd rather you get a lemonade stand or go play softball. Or my mom put me in a lot of pageants because I was a tomboy. Mm-hmm. And so she was building my confidence, but she was also preparing me um, to be on the stage of life. Mm-hmm. So she put me in a lot of pageants. And it started at a young age. Mm-hmm. At, at, at three and four, I was playing with my brothers. I was free uh, to have scars and fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mom put, she started that. I, I, I think about that now, how she would be like, just go outside and play. And she never made a big deal if I had a scar, mm-hmm. um, falling or whatever. She, she let me be authentic. Mm-hmm. And she never tried to make me, I say, girly. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it started at a young age. A lot of my pictures, um, I'm playing with trucks and toys. um, Yeah, my confidence to always be who I am and not fit in a mold started very young. Mm -hmm. Thanks to my mom, I must say. Mm -hmm. So then I... I can see the parallels very uh, clearly from, you know, three-year-old Alex and then Alex today, um, that foundational work that started back then. So then what's the message that you would tell her? I would tell her three or two to just live and enjoy being in your skin. Mm -hmm. Um, Take the falls, take the bumps and bruises. Um, take all of that because that is going to build who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to be in, embrace who you are and have the confidence to tell your story, to 
Look at your bumps and bruises, whether they're on your hands or on your heart. Um, you will be able to build it, be a better person and have people around you. And confidence is not about being conceited. Um, confidence is about being able to tell your story. And so I remember someone saying or someone saying, always keep your head up, but keep your nose at a friendly level. And so always be confident, but make sure you have a little bit of humility mm-hmm. and vulnerability and authenticity dabbed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I'm always confident, but I keep my nose at a friendly level and I'm humble and authentic. And that adds to my confidence as well. So the three-year-old, enjoy those bumps and bruises, enjoy uh, having fun, and just enjoy beating your skin. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Perfect place to end it. Alex, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, you know, I you probably didn't even scratch the surface of everything that you probably could have shared because there's just so much in you. Um, and so, but what, I mean, yeah, tip of the iceberg, but my goodness, um, I'm over here taking notes um, based off of what you shared. So just thank you for uh, sharing your story and um, being vulnerable enough to kind of, you know, give some wisdom based off of your life experiences. So I definitely uh, appreciate that. Uh, Before I let you go, uh, you know, let us know how we can find you on social media. Um, You're always working on something, Um, (laughs) you know, again, you, you heard the bio, you know, entrepreneur, artist, you know, there's stories behind all of this people. Um, So let everybody know how to find you and what we can look forward to um, you in the near future for to seeing from you in the near future. Oh, yes. Please follow me on Instagram. um, Alex Wonder. That's A-L-X Wonder. Um, I am always on there. Please, please join me on Clubhouse. Um, I have a huge following on Clubhouse because I love doing things like this. I love talking to people, hearing the sincerity of people's voices, um, hearing um, the emotion in people's voices. Um, I'm Alexandria White um, on Clubhouse. I am currently running for Alderwoman in Ward 3 in Oxford, Mississippi. If I do win, I will be the first black Alderwoman in Ward 3 in the history of the town. And so um, April 6, 2021 is my um, primary day. So I'm actually working on that. Please send good vibes. I'm, I'm also working on... Um, uh, a Sam's website. As I said before, we have grown to 8,000, close to 8,000 moms. And so a website is almost done mm-hmm. and we will be sharing stories of mothers. We will be having merchandise. We will be um, providing professional development um, for mothers who work on college campuses. And when I'm not doing that, uh, I am helping a 16-year-old navigate how to drive, (laughs) financial literacy, things that maybe um, I didn't understand as as a child. And uh, yeah, those are just some of the things. So politics, (laughs) social media, website, 
just some of the things. And oh, I'm preparing for an art show, um, Accidental Art by Alex. Um, please follow me on Facebook. Um, I do ship art actually worldwide, so I must say. But I do have an art uh, show that I will be featured in on April 17th. And you will get to see some of my artwork on Instagram. So thank you. Thank you. All right. So you heard <laughs> where to find her and how to follow her. Um, and so make sure you check out all of her projects. We are very much looking forward to, well, I am looking forward to uh the unveiling of the Sam's website and everything that will come from that. And we will definitely be sending good thoughts and vibes and prayers your way um, as you enter into uh, this political arena. Um, But it's, it's, it's a good look for you. I must say, so I can see it. So um, we're going to see, we're going to see, you know, I I have no filters. So (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But Hey, if we could, if, if, if if, um, other politicians have, have made it um, by being them all their authentic selves, uh, we're going to see from whether um, a woman of color from the South side of Chicago can do so. Well, at least we know you have something to say. So, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but listen, before I go, I would not, I have to give you your flowers. Oh God. Um, you are a new mother. You are a new, um, you have joined the 3% of people who hold a terminal degree. You are doing a podcast. And so I think the listeners or anyone who is hearing the sound of my voice, please, please, please give um, uh, recognition and praise mm-hmm. to everything that you are doing, um, Dr. Shaw. And so it is a pleasure for you, for me to be your friend. Oh, gosh. And I love you, so. That means a no lot. No crying on podcast. Hey, well, it's too late. I, the the. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. More than yes. you know. More... More than you know. So, so, and I just, I love you uh, for the inspiration and the example that you've been in my life. And I mean, in a short period of time, you've made a very large impact. So I thank you for that. So, yes, very much. Yes. Oh. And so, before we become further uh, a mess <laughs> right now, because <laughs> I'm like, huh. So, you know, I'm a Pisces. Come on now. <laughs> you can't do Weird. this to me. <laughs> Us water signs will be over here blubbering all over the place. <laughs> so we're going to uh, call it a wrap. And, we... <laughs> and so, again, thank you uh, for being here today. And, uh, and thank you all for listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Confidence Factor. Be sure to check out my website at www.beshawesome.com. You can also check me out on Instagram at b.shawesome. As always, thank you to Golden Ox Studios for making this a reality week after week.